Lolly Ho, and welcome to Charlene Dropouts, aka No Guts, No Glamour. This is a monthly Final Fantasy XIV podcast that is part of the Axe of the Blood God RPG podcast family. I am your host, Nadia Oxford. Joining me are my co-hosts, Mike Williams and Victor Hunter. Say hello, gents. You first, Mike. Hello, hello, folks. How is everybody doing today? I hope it's an excellent day for you. Well, with a voice like that, I'm assuming everyone's having a fantastic freaking day now, Mike. And Victor, say hi. Your voice is also just magnificent. Hi, everybody. I'll see what I can do to follow up those silky smooth dulcet tones. And we're going to have a real nice relaxing day today with, with with some smooth sounds. I think that's a good thing to aspire to. So our first episode was actually quite a hit, so our sins will continue apace. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell that one Lalafell healer who pet your cat ears all throughout the entirety of the Stone Vigil. We want you to listen. Speaking of players touching body parts, we have a whole episode about the influx of Final Fantasy XIV newcomers. Before we get into that, though, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. You can support Charlie and Dropouts and the Acts of the Blood God podcast at patreon.com forward slash bloodgodpod. Both podcasts are available a week early and ad-free at the $5 level. A $10 pledge will get you access to specials like Summer of the Rings, wherein Kathy and I discuss and deconstruct the Lord of the Ring movies and talk about how Tolkien's influence on RPGs has uh, kind of flavored uh, games for a very, very long time. There's much more, my friends. So much more. But let's get on with the ep. Thank you all for your support. Okay, gents. So, as I said, our episode is about the uh, the influx of players into Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, I figured, though, we would start a little bit with some a little bit of chatty news, uh, current stuff, and what we are doing in the game right now. If anything, I know you might not be playing because it's um, kind of had a little bit of a content drought since Shadowbringers kind of ended. But uh, there's still stuff going on. Uh, myself, personally, I'll start. I'll just say that. I am trapped in crafting hell and I can't get out. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I started. Uh, I, I leveled up my uh, my botanist to level 80 a long, long time ago. And then I eventually said, well, okay, I'll do uh, carpenter because that's a, a pretty valid jump from from botanist. And then I went to armorer. Then I went to blacksmith. Then I went to, well, let's just say I'm every, almost everything is level 80 at this point, except for right now I'm working on finishing Fisher. I think I'm level 64 there, and I did level. I did cook up to level 30 because I wanted to learn how to desynth fish because I was tired <laughs> of catching fish I wasn't using. So yeah, that's a uh, that's my um, sin right now. I'm actually so mired in the crafting element of Final Fantasy 14 that I have forgotten my rotations for my Dark Knight and my and my Dragoon. <laughs> so I have to get back. I have to find a dummy and, and wow. get my uh, muscle memory back. How's your inventory doing, by the way? Oh, my yeah. inventory is in a lot of pain. <laughs> I bet. Right now, what I'm doing is I'm kind of going through my catalysts and my ingredients and saying, okay, can I make something out of this and sell it? And then I kind of get cra- I, I get trapped in a crafting hole and just, uh, I can't I can't scramble out. And my uh, retainer comes, uh, comes by and says, okay, fine, I'll hold all your crap for you. And, th- and now they're getting full, so... <laughs> Is, That's my is life there right is there an end game for this? Is is it do you just do you just want to have these all at eighty for the sake of it, or do you want to be like on the the bleeding edge of of crafting new stuff when it comes out and making bank? I'm not even sure. I feel like I started because I wanted to, <laughs> right. Sometimes it's just to fun bank. to see numbers go up. <laughs> it's it's fun to see numbers go up, and I thought, okay, I'll make bank. And honestly, it's not a bad idea because there's always a demand for wood, for lumber, 
for uh, minerals, for ingots and stuff like that. But and I'm you can stupid. make your you can make your own um, glamour crystals now. You're, 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 oh my, you're yes, so right. that, that, That's why I, by the way, leveled up my like I purely leveled up crafting to the point that I could make my own crystals for glamour. That's it. Wow! Really? Wow! Because I've been buying my glamour crystals, like that's what I've been exchanging my uh, serpent tickets for, like in my um, yeah, yeah. I mean, free company. Yeah. I, I used to do that, but I also I, I want to be self sufficient. I want to yeah. be a, a man, a man alone, <laughs> absolutely, just, just out there, like alone, like on a cliff, yeah. holding my sword and shield. Just yeah, like, God, cool. no, no man is an <laughs> island except this one man. This this one man, he's an island. This one man um, is totally an island. Uh, well, uh, I I don't know if you remember, Mike, the days when um when glamour prisms were specific to uh slots, yep. so that like all like your headpieces were different glamour prisms and and different. Oh. You'd, you'd have to craft them all individually, and they'd only apply for for certain things. And then eventually they that. they streamlined everything. But yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, learning how to craft glamour prisms isn't a bad idea to you because there's always a demand for them. Someone's always going to buy them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you'll you'll never do, like run out. And then, uh, you know, occasionally I do sell. It, it does help. Uh, also, if you play a lot, uh, especially around an expansion, because you'll right. end up getting a lot of cruft from just normal enemies that you don't know like like right now we don't like i don't really play much out into the world like it's a lot of raid instant stuff um so you don't collect as much cruft but when you're playing normally like through a campaign or through the story for each you know patch mm -hmm. you'll get some of that extra stuff and that stuff can be gotten rid of and taken out of your inventory by just crafting it into something else yeah yeah yeah, and that's actually another good reason to to level things up uh, in the crafting department because uh, then you have pretty good inventory management. I mean, you can sell your logs, but if you can turn them into lumber and sell them for that much more, why not? Right, like you have yeah. like a bat wing or like an eye or whatever, and like normally you would just sell that. Like you can turn it into something else and then sell it for slightly more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have noticed, though, that you cannot depend on the market. It is so volatile. Oh, yeah. it It's crazy. I, I, <laughs> Victor's I have a, eyes just grew. I have a, 20 sizes. I have a friend who plays, uh, has, has had an active subscription for a year and a half or whatever. And her, like, her, her primary gameplay experience is just the market board. She just log <laughs> she just logs on to like see what's high, see what's low, see what she can buy and sell high. Like she's she's uh, uh, she's she's doing like a a GameStop share manipulation <laughs> on uh, on the market boards. Uh, she's playing so. stonks with the Final Fantasy fourteen market. Pretty much, yeah. I, I used to be that way when I played WoW. Like yeah. for a very like for a good four years, I was jewel crafting just like, deep into playing the market, like buy low, sell high, buy the materials, craft them, sell. Yeah. Um, and the, now Wild does the same system that uh, fourteen does, so there's less of a chance to. Now it's just the you list it up, everyone's listing for an item is all there, and yeah. you just buy the lowest one and leave. Or the or one with the funniest name. 
Yes, right. I do that too. <laughs> Whereas in WoW, you could you could you could sort of like like mess with the placement and the timing of when you put up stuff to get your your auction up ahead of somebody else's. Right, and, right. Um, and now you can't do that in WoW either. So like uh, <laughs> the the that that thrill, at least for me, was not there. Is is not there in either game. Yeah, there's not so much thrill as there is frustration. I actually, there's actually a Twitter account called uh, Ether Crypt, uh, Ether Cryptids, and what it is <laughs> is it just finds weird names on Final Fantasy XIV. And recently, there was a screenshot post of someone at the market, and someone was selling a whole bunch of one item. I don't even remember what it was, but the name of the seller was "I will crash this market." And, uh, <laughs> that is that is the buying and selling experience of Final Fantasy XIV, which oh, was actually boy. a lot worse in 1.0, from what I understand. Oh, in 1.0, that was like you had to you had to talk to actual people at the market boards and sort through individual items. And it was it was like an instanced area where you actually mm-hmm. and, and it was just full of people and the load times were horrendous. And yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. No, no. Don't, don't want to go back to that. <laughs> have you ever seen the i'm sure you've seen the video where someone as a joke asked yoshi p if he would go back to uh 1.0 the way that wow went back to vanilla and he just said nightmare yeah yeah <laughs> he like gets asked, asked that every single fan fest since the beginning of realm reborn someone has asked him when when we'll get 1.0 again <laughs> a poor man probably has yeah. so many flashbacks but yeah. like why would you why would you want that like even even when I'm like like saying to people like okay like recommending fourteen to people I'm like okay you still have to get through a realm reborn, um, which is a bit of a slog even with the the, the, the shortening. But like ah one point is 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 a is a game. So <laughs> I I'm I'm very much like what what I love about fourteen and and one is the like. We we have this cool bit of mythology that that no one will get to play again. Like there's an experience of Final Fantasy 14 that is lost forever. And now we have this cool like sense of digital archaeology where there's a handful of people who have like gotten the game running on their their internal servers and sort of like dig through assets and and do this kind of like they dig through as much as they can to sort of see what was unused, what could have been that kind of stuff. I find that really, really compelling and really interesting as like, yeah, it feels like like there is this mythological like there's there's urban legends there's folklore that that has that has come naturally just from the development cycle of 14 into a realm reborn and i think that's cool and i love that it's kind of lost to us and we just sort of have to piece together what we can from this lost right. history on the other hand i've been playing ff11 a lot lately and i get it <laughs> i I get it, man. Like the 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 level to which it doesn't hold your hand. I can see how a lot of people find that appealing and might kind of balk at how friendly 14 is at this point, which isn't which is still a huge learning curve. 14 is still a massive, massive learning curve. But I I kind of get it. I kind of get it. I don't need 1.0 to come back. I like that it's lost. 
But I do understand people who miss that experience of having a little bit more freedom to not be directed. Why did you go back to 11 just for that experience? I I just want to I want to get through it. I want to it's it's um, my one final fantasy. It's the one that isn't that I don't have <laughs> under my belt. It's a mainline <laughs> final fantasy. I'm going to do it, damn it. I uh I, I like the NPCs a lot. There's some really great dialogue in it. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying myself so far. Um, I'm I'm kind of stuck. There's, it, it, look, I'm I'm not even saying that it's a great game experience because there's a just so much bullshit to to sift through and and you know I I've had to use guides for so yeah. many things that should just be like I just want to know how I do the next mission. Like I just want to know. I can't just go around the world and talk to every NPC like but but I understand why when everyone was doing that, how that can bring a community together and mm. can get people talking and, and discussing these things. And, and that's sort of where, you know, elements of 14 capitalize on that design in, in places like Eureka and, and Boja and stuff. Right. They do it really well. Um, without the rest of the 11 experience, which is painful and difficult. But <laughs> yeah, but the dragoons got a wyvern like, to, to fly sure with them. They sure did. They sure did. makes me jealous. And summoners got actual summons. I don't know lore behind summoning, to put it that way, because I know that summoning sure. is a whole thing in Final Fantasy XIV's lore and how it's not great for the environment. Yeah. No, Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the carbuncle is cute. Yeah, the the eggies are like a a, a sort of uh, an essence of what a primal is that you know it manages ether in a sustainable way that that isn't draining. Um, Speaking of that lore, as a random tangent, they uh, Square Enix is going back to print on a whole bunch of books. Oh yeah, including. I heard. Both Encyclopedia Eorzea's, which I did pre-order. All right, Good. great. Um, so I pre-ordered that, and then I pre-ordered the art of the of Realm Reborn. Uh, so, like, if you have ever those, those both Encyclopedia Eorzea's are very hard to get. I like, might pre-order. Very, very hard to get. And if you if you care about it enough, you might as well get in on it now uh, while they're I, I, I think they're still up. Hopefully they're still up. Uh, for, yeah, for, I, for, I think they are. Um, yes, they're both still up uh, and they're reprinting them in April 2022. But um, as someone who's been a part of the FF community, these things have been very, very difficult to get. Yeah. Um, I remember when the second one came out and it was just gone. Probably a good idea for me to pre-order then. Uh, my husband got me for my birthday the uh, Shadowbringers art book, which oh, is uh, really awesome. Great. Are they updating the encyclopedia or just uh, uh, reprinting? They, they have said that it, that it is an updated reprint. Uh, I don't um. know to what extent that means it's being updated. If it's like spelling errors here and there or if they're going to address things like okay so there's stuff like uh th there are 
there was a lot of ambiguity around the timeline of things like mm. the the imperial um, takeover of Dalmasca, for instance, which uh, I, if if I remember the timeline right, I think it said that um, uh, Livia Sasjunus was a part of the uh, empire taking over Dalmasca. Uh, she, according to the the timeline in the lore book. She w- would have been like five or something. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just a widow soldier. Yeah. So, so then in game, they, I, I believe their justification or their retcon was that, like, oh, well, the Empire had to do it twice. <laughs> like, there have been a couple takeovers of Dalmasca. So, so Livia was in the later one when she could have been of age four. As opposed to like child soldiers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but like, all of a sudden that, you know, they, they've had to do a couple retcons here and there to make even the, the first lore book make sense. Um, at this point, is there any reason for them to go back and undo some of those things from the first lore book or just leave it as is and just kind of put band-aids on stuff when it comes up? That um, is a good question. Like, I know that my husband and I, we did the uh, Mega Man Robot Master Field Guide hint hint promotion. Yeah. And when we updated that, we fixed uh, a couple of things here and there because I screwed up with Drill Man. I said something about Drill Man that was incorrect, and I will suffer that until the rest of my life. He, you said <laughs> that he was part of the Imperial takeover of Dalmas. I, I said that. I said that. Uh, I, I said that Drill Man was five years old when he joined Doctor Wiley and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> overthrew Doctor Light. But we also upgraded for sorry, updated. For, to include the Mega Man 10 or 11 role masters. I can't remember which one. So yes, it could very much be uh, an update update. Sure, yeah. And uh, that is uh, on slight sale. It's normally twenty nine ninety nine. You can get it for twenty one sixty six on oh. Amazon.com yeah. right now. Right this yeah. second. Well, we're, <laughs> as we're recording, who knows? But <laughs> They're fantastic. And the first one gets you that Naming Way minion. You're going to want that for Endwalker. Take, oh, yep. Bring Naming Way back to his people on the moon. Oh, uh, poor Naming Way. Yeah. Uh, but to un- untangent, I have not been playing uh, because I always have to play other games like Back for Blood or Humankind or yeah. DLC for other things. Uh, so I have not played anything. I probably do need to level up some, some crafting though. I think I'm probably going to get back in and level up some crafting. Yeah. Like I do know I need to really upgrade my armor set because I, I still haven't gotten the best armor for my love for my, uh, leveling class yet. I'm still kind of, uh, half equipped with, with a Crystarium armor and half equipped with like Neo Ishgard armor. And I, I just look like a patchwork mess. Well, I, I glamored it all. Don't get me wrong, but I still, <laughs> still very, very much underdressed for the occasion. So I'm looking yeah. forward to just getting back into it. I still have to finish Eden, believe it or not. I was about to ask, did you have you oh, finished great. Eden or, or, or the, um, near raid? I haven't done the near raid because I haven't played near and I don't know if I, if that matters or not. It, it it doesn't. Let me tell you, as someone who I, I had played the original Nier, uh, then did the Nier raids, and then I'm going now back to Automata, and uh, it's great either direction. Um, you, it like, all you'll works. get you'll there. There's stuff like musical cues and bosses that will mean more to you, right? But they also 
have a storyline with their version of 2B within the world tied to the dwarves in that area. Right. Right, because I think I started it and I said, okay, I'm not going to bother the copy factory because I haven't played near yet. But I have seen one of the bosses for that area with the train uh, attack. Oh. And I think I yeah. think that's what I saw. Yeah, that's, It looks incredible. That, that's from, from the final raid and it's it's wonderful. And and the, the good thing about it is, is that like, you know, e- even if the stuff doesn't have all the extra meaning when you're doing the raids, it will then have all that extra meaning when you play Automata. And, hey. <laughs> you know, hey, you got like, me there. <laughs> it, it, I, I promise as someone who's experiencing it that way, it, it works both ways. Going from like seeing OG near references in the raids has been really satisfying. And then seeing the source of some of the raid stuff from Automata is, is also really satisfying. So it's it's just a it's worth it to play through. Plus, they're a good place to get gear. Yeah, exactly. jumping back and uh, jumping back and forth between Eden's yeah. and uh, the Yorha Dark Apocalypse raids is just yeah. like good gear. Yeah, so you can I've, go I've from seen the gear the for the near raids. It looks pretty incredible. And because it's all sort of of that Yorha style, it's very interchangeable. It's great for glamoring. It dies really well. Like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's classy stuff. If you if you want to mix and match, <laughs> if it you feel, wanna... it feels like its own fashion line within. 14 that is very you can get you can get dressed up for a wedding with this stuff like that's how classy it is yeah i've been to maybe one wedding and i that's right yeah i went to a wedding once and i bought these i bought like actually balthier's outfit and then i found out that i couldn't transfer it to another server because it was locked into that server i was so mad Uh, it's a really nice outfit it's it's balthier's outfit how could it not be nice well uh prepare prepare to go to a second wedding because oh. uh, m- my my invites will be going out very soon. Ah, uh, muzzle so. tough. Mm, thank you. Are you getting married in real life too? No. <laughs> <laughs> Good no. enough. I'll take it. Nope. <clears throat> nope. Just, just steery. Just just uh, my beautiful Rogadin. That's a that's uh, adorable. I love that. Yeah. I made a lot of noise during the last wedding. People told me to shut up. <laughs> oh, I promise I won't do that to yours. <laughs> <laughs> so um i actually was going to ask you victor have you done anything with make it rain or you have you uh, let it uh, slide past this year oh i uh well i i did the i did the main quest line which was super cute i don't know if you did it at all oh it's i haven't all, done that yet no it's it's ace attorney um <laughs> it's there's there was a crime committed at the gold saucer. There's an investigation portion where it's it's one of those quests where it tells you up front, hey, you won't be getting quest markers for this. You just have to piece it together yourself. And then there's like six or seven points of interest in the gold saucer. And you're expected to go back and forth between them. You you talk to one person, they'll give you some information that you can bring back to somebody else that will that will expand their dialogue. Um and then once you've done the investigation portion, there's uh, there's a little court battle scene where it mirrors the camera angles of the defense and the prosecutor <laughs> and and the judge from Ace Attorney. And and then the yeah, you get dialogue options. And depending on what you pick, you get different endings. Um, That's amazing. Okay, yeah, I have to it, check that out. It's repeatable. So if you get it wrong the first time, you can go back and and. Uh, and, and, and save right, your but... client from the death penalty like totally. what they do in 
in Phoenix Wright, which was kind of harsh. Yeah. No, I thought that it was just a uh, like, hey, if you come to the Gold Saucer, you'll get a boost of uh, MGP. Yeah, there's the MGP boost. Uh, they usually have, uh, you know, one or two items that are are on sale for MGP that are usually exclusive to to a Make It Rain, uh, and then they usually do have a little quest line, and and it's usually an emote or something that that is the the gift from it. Um, so yeah, it, it was fun. It was a nice little nice little diversion. Well, I have um, to do it. Um, I forget what the September event usually is, if anything. Uh, we're about to hit the Moonfire Fair. All right. It's our it's end like kind of, of summer. Yeah. Uh, and usually Moonfire Fair stuff is uh, that year's swimsuit uh, or, or beachwear. Um, with a few exceptions, there's, there's a couple of years that, that it's been other stuff. Um, and this year we got, uh, as the exact opposite, I think it's a, a polar bear mount. Yeah. Get a polar bear mount. It <laughs> is a polar bear mount. Yeah. yeah, it's it's literally just a, a a bear to go in the complete opposite direction of the yeah. normal Moonfire thing. Yeah, I swear uh, this game is all, all Yoshi P does is shit post in this game. That's <laughs> all. I'm it hoping that one of the things that I love about Moonfire Fair that they've had they did it I think two years in a row, but they haven't the last year or two is they put up a huge jumping puzzle tower in Costa del Sol. Oh, why? Um, and it <laughs> rules. It Mike just rules. put his head in his hands. I think the first year they introduced it, it, you only had to get halfway up and then that was enough to clear the, the mission for that year. Um, and then they had an optional second chunk to it. Uh, and it was fantastic. And I remember being up there during the the rollover period when, yeah. when Moonfire ended and you just see everybody, the, the, the tower disappears and everyone just falls. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's screaming in pain at once. That sounds pretty great, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that was, I remember last year, I can't remember where I was, but I was in some area and there was a bunch of jumping going on. I wasn't paying attention to that. And someone comes in to the game and says, hey, how are all my jumpers doing today? And someone responds, I wish fall damage was lethal so I could be free of this hell. And uh, the first person responds, great, great hustle. Keep it up. <laughs> so that's what I think of jumping puzzles in Final yeah. Fantasy XIV. I, uh, I have all these shiny spots in, in Final Fantasy XIV tormenting me because I have no plans to get up there anytime soon. I love them. I love them so much. Especially when the thing launches and people are just figuring out like... Or was it Stormblood that wanted to get up the tower and it's it's and and then jump onto the lamppost at on the yes. street? Yeah. And <laughs> so then, stupid. It's and then brilliant. you like when you fall, especially at launch, like everyone else is also doing it. So you'll just see somebody else jump past you and just like keep going and you're just like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn uh, you, I'll catch up to you. I love it. They, uh, uh, a few years ago this is probably like four or five years ago now, they teased the idea that they were going to add um, a extreme level sightseeing log. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and obviously that, that hasn't materialized yet, but I look forward to it. You would. I don't understand what you, what the appeal you find in jumping. <laughs> I do know that 1.0 had no jumping and maybe this is kind of flaunting the, Hey, we're we're 2.0 we're jumping around here yeah. hey as someone who's currently working their way through ff11 i would love to just be able to jump 
there's so many just tiny little ledges and I'll open up the map and I have to walk you know, halfway across the map just to get around of and, and go up a ledge, but or get, oh, no, go over a, a fence. Yeah, I'm the hero um, of light. Oh no, there's a rock in my way. I better take yeah. the long way around because I cannot jump. Like I'm like an elephant. I can't jump. <laughs> but uh, 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 other than that, uh, I've been. Uh, I haven't been on a ton because, like the rest of you, I have other games to play. Um, but uh, I have been trying to make it a point to to hang out with some of my friends um and uh, i think about a week and a half ago we all were just kind of feeling antsy and uh, i logged on and, and checked the the party finder to see what kind of stuff was open in the in the residential district and because uh, sometimes we like to have a pub night or we'll just go to a restaurant or something and do some 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 casual role play and that's cool and we saw that there was a goth club open. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> goth club. It was like it was like 11 at night and we were all like, yeah, let's we're, <laughs> This is a great gonna, idea. Let's do this. Yeah, we're going to we're going to make some glamours. We're going to spend the next 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever. We're going to make some glamours so that we're all gothed out. Look look like we're like mid 2000s cyberpunk goths. And um, and uh, yeah, we we dressed up and went to the esthetician, got our hair done in uh, some very bold colors, and yeah, did did a little photo shoot outside the club, and then went in and just went to a goth rave and had a great time. <laughs> it, it was that it does was, sound fun. Yeah, it was super fun. Uh, that does sound amazing. So that's that's typically, you know, during during a dry spell, I like to I like to go see what sort of things, what kind of venues people are are opening and and stuff like that. The other one that I, I went to recently, which was really fantastic, um, there was a uh, there was an in-game convention called LunarCon. Oh, I and, heard about that. Yeah. Recent, yeah. Yeah, and one of their events was a uh, in-game play. They did a uh, in. They uh, decked out their house like a, a theater, um, and uh, they they streamed it online as well. And it was a one-act play, um, a, a real-world one-act play called "The Worker" by. Oh my gosh, who is it by? Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> it was by uh Walter Weeks. Um it's a it's a really great sort of mm, borderline absurdist one act play. Um it's a little uh it's a little Beckett like in its in its uh execution. It's it's very uh it's very odd and very cool and and they did a great job. Um it, it was super fun to watch. Um, great Did someone camera put it on YouTube. Too. It might be on YouTube, yeah. Um, and they did uh, they did a few versions that were just in game, and then they had some that were streamed with voiceover. Oh, that's um, cool. So yeah, and uh, and it was it was really lovely. I, I I would highly recommend if anyone sees that someone on their server is doing some some live theater in game, go check it out. It's it's I always would. a blast. I want to see live action. I want to see live theater. Tommy done by Lalafell. Oh, oh my, my gosh. 
I haven't seen anyone do a musical. That would be really interesting to see somebody pull off a musical. people doing their own thing and how incredibly deep this game is i guess i should segue into our main topic which is this massive influx of players that has come into the game oh my god now there are a number of reasons that i can discern why people are flocking to final fantasy 14 first and most obvious uh we have that meme about the free trial up to level 60 heaven's road blah 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 uh if you're gonna do it you have to do it right <laughs> Have yeah, you yeah, tried yeah. the expanded free trial of the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV? You can play through the entirety of A Realm Reborn and the award-winning Heaven's Ward expansion up to level 60 for free with no restrictions on playtime. Wait, level 60, you say? Why, I'm intrigued, sir! Level 60, that's a ton of fun. That's hours of fun, all for free. <laughs> Sweetheart, that's so many more levels. <laughs> we simply must. That is actually a huge chunk of gameplay to get for free. It is pretty incredible. So I figure that's one reason why people are coming in. Whether or not they stick around or not, I don't know. I don't have those numbers. But I'm assuming with the with so many people coming in, there's a certain amount that must be sticking around. Especially since one of the other big reasons for the changeover is uh, streamers like Asmongold, I think that's his name. Yes. Who, yeah, he's a WoW streamer. Are you, are you more familiar <coughs> with him than I am, Mike? Like, do you know him? Uh, at all? I, I I've seen him on the periphery because I I also play WoW. Right. Um, so I've seen him on the periphery. Him, but Luyer and some of the others like that. Um, but he was the biggest one to just be like, well, let's see what happens if I play. Final Fantasy fourteen, just because WoW is going through another one of those periods uh, where it's it's on the struggle, um, just years and years of because the, the the way that WoW sort of does it, it, it its expansions is every expansion it introduces a new mechanic that changes class balance and some other stuff. And then what they do is they get rid of that mechanic for the next expansion. So the next really? expansion has a completely different mechanic. Oh. So like uh, in one expansion, there was the garrison, which was a central location base within the expansion region that you could build up over time. But when you get to the next expansion, it's a different region. So the garrison went away. Oh, hmm. Are, or this time, um, there are sort of the factions of the dead that you pledge yourself to. And players are, are mostly like expecting, like, once you get to the next expansion, that will go away. Uh, for, um, Legion, it was artifact weapons. Artifact weapons went away. Uh, but artifact weapons also played a very strong, uh, facet into class balance. So the classes got balanced on artifact weapons, meaning you only had this one like mythic weapon that everyone equipped. So like every holy paladin had a myth, uh, a weapon called truth guard. And 
that factored into class balance rotation for that entire expansion. But when that was done, uh, artifact weapons went away. Hmm. So, That's weird. Huh. Yeah. So instead of necessarily building, they they introduce a bunch of new mechanics, and then in the next uh, expansion, they throw them away, and that tends to make people a little bit salty instead of building, you know, yeah. on what they have there. That's understandable. Um, yeah. And not all of these ideas are, are, you know, interesting or sometimes good. It can go either way. Um, so... I think that's part of the cycle that they have there. They've they've sort of added stuff that people liked or took it away or back and forth. And so the, the game is not necessarily in the right place in terms of balance. Whereas 14 just adds a new expansion. Here's more abilities. Maybe we'll do some ability pruning here and there, but there's usually not like a, like an entirely new mechanic that the thing is focused around. Right. Yeah, yeah, that is a strange way to do an MMORPG, but I guess if it's been doing that for years and years now, some people find appeal in it. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I think now the, the, the issue is is that they've done that a number of times, and no one wants to uh, put their time towards the new thing that they know is going to go away. Well, sure. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean that we 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 have enough of that in in fourteen where you know once a new expansion is out and the last relic weapon is nerfed, like people are kind of like, oh well, what's the what's the point? Or people will be like, oh, g- good now, because because what they'll do is they'll they'll also lessen the barrier of entry for a relic weapon, so they like. You know, even though the, the even though the results of of a bit of content are obsolete, they at least make it easier to get through. Um, and, and and I mean that that's enough to to get people's hackles up. So I can't imagine you know removing an entire bit of content that that people work hard on. Yeah, it, it'd be like if relic weapons are like Ishgard res- restoration were more central to the expansion. Like that right. was the thing the expansion was about. Yeah. And yeah. then once you got to the next one, none of that mattered. Huh. Wow. That's interesting. So that would explain why Asmogold and other streamers said, you know what? Why don't we try this instead, Final Fantasy XIV, especially since, as I understand it, the latest storyline uh, did not go over well. Um it was kind of bad. So people hear, okay, Final Fantasy XIV has a good story. I am going to go ahead and experience that instead. And uh, over they come, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, the story is eh, uneven, uneven. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a little bit in the, the current plot that feels like we're sort of repeating beats from right. a couple of sp- expansions ago. And so mm. some people are, are unsatisfied with that. Right. Yeah, and also, of course, the elephant in the room, or the marid in the room, if you will, is that uh, Activision Blizzard is pretty terrible. And I <laughs> went and I checked the numbers for a while, and of course, these aren't official numbers, but from what I can tell from the reader, uh, player base is down like 4% at least. Like it's uh, A lot of people have said, you know what, I'm just uh, not playing WoW right now, maybe I'll go back to it, maybe I won't, but for now, I'm just maybe play Final Fantasy instead, because again, free trial, level 60, so why the hell not? 
And yeah. the this all results in a lot of people coming in. Now, all three of us are on Ultros, right? Yes. Yeah. I am, yeah. At least. I have not noticed any major influx. Like I have noticed higher queue times, but it's not like the first day when Asmogold came in and people I knew who were on that server couldn't even get into Limso Lumen, so they kept getting kicked out because it was so full. So uh, I think <laughs> we're mostly close to new players. You might be right. I know that there was a time when I was first started playing when they said uh, they were trying to get people off Ultros because they said like the first the server is basically full. But uh, point yeah, is, yeah, we're, we're we're currently listed as uh, creation of new characters unavailable. Yeah, ah, so yeah. take that noobs. Now that so that <laughs> that, uh, that that is also dependent on current traffic so so right. th- there are ways you could sneak in if if you went in you know at four in the morning or something when when the population was a little bit lower there are chances you can still sneak in character creation that way but yeah for the for the most part it's it's kind of blocked off so yeah so but my question is i'm wondering if like final fantasy 14 is largely known as a pretty friendly game and i say it is like it is uh mm-hmm. i've had very few bad experiences but yeah um, I wonder if the influx of new players will change that sort of friendly environment. Uh, number one and number two, it's like, okay, is this a valid thing to worry about, or am I just being a gatekeeper? Sure, yeah, that's a that's a tough line to walk, and I I know even just it, it's tough to say because anecdotally, even on the the Blood God Discord, we've had a couple people say that we've. I, I just had like my my first negative experience <laughs> in a dungeon oh, no. through like duty roulette. And we had, I think, three or four people in, in just the last couple of days kind of go, oh, man, I I had somebody who was a real jerk. And this is the first time it's happened. Um, but of course, that's just anecdotal. And, and right. you know, it's there's. There, there's uh, there's an impulse to say, oh, well, that person must have come from wow. But that's, yeah. not a, that's you know, <laughs> that's not that's not a helpful thing for anyone to just sort of assume. Exactly. Um, but just anecdotally, I, I think people are kind of more aware of uh, of how how interactions go now. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it's probably awareness because I've definitely had like uh, here's a DPS that's going to pull too much. Or- oh, yeah are just deciding to to leave or the healer just stop yeah. moving or, or <laughs> whatever. Stop moving. Yeah. Somebody do CPR, please. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Before we all my, need it. I think my, uh, I've had the the one that I was most proud of was uh, a run of uh, Praetorium or, or Castrum where oh, no. we, we were we were at we were at the end and I, I checked the party list and I was like, that guy hasn't moved since the beginning i was like yeah we're, we're not gonna let that slide right let's kick him and we're like yeah get out of here jerk no free rides <laughs> like i definitely had a praetorium where i was not paying attention and so what ended up happening is i was like a um, 30 seconds behind everyone else. Oh, yeah. But the problem in that is every time you get to a fight, the boss fights lock you out. Yeah. Yes. So you're always like, just <laughs> like, I'm always like, I just have to get a little bit close. And, and, yeah. and most people these days who are running Praetorium, like there's like one or two people that are running it that they need it to complete yeah. the story. Yeah. yeah. And then everybody else is just like this monster train of like, 
Let's go. I remember the first time I did Praetorium. And I think this was actually during that particular event where um, I can't remember the name of the event where everyone's doing Praetorium and complaining about it. Tomestones uh, it was one of the Tomestones uh, events. Uh, tomestones of irregular, irregular Tomestones of, yeah. of whatever happened to be the. So that yeah. happened to be when I first did the Praetorium, and I'm like, right. "Where are you jerks going?" I had no yeah. idea what was going on. They were all the way over there. Yeah, I'm oh, at yeah. the starting line. I haven't heard the gun go off yet. Like, yeah, yeah. See, because when I <laughs> when I'm in, I my I do all of my daily. Re- uh, duty roulettes, and so I've run Praetorium like a number hundreds of times. of times. A number, and it's always you're always like, okay, let's do the story, let's do the story roulette, let's hope. <laughs> oh God, it's Praetorium. <laughs> <laughs> but but conversely, that feeling of when you go in and you have been a replacement for someone and they're already 90% of the way through is uh, yeah. is yeah, sometimes is, you are at the end. Yeah, more more a more powerful high than you could ever find. Uh it's it's truly amazing. That is like a very lucky day when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, so I I wouldn't say that we've gotten worse players cuz also a lot of the people coming in now uh, aren't of max level yet? No. No, there's um, a lot of sprouts. Um, and some of the problems that we'd have, like people just don't know their rotations and stuff, we already had with people boosting. Sure, Because um, yeah. once you boost, you come in and you're yeah. just like, I don't know what my rotation really is. Yeah. I I think... I. I think it's fair to say that there's probably an influx of more people who are boosting because I think yeah. a lot of these WoW players want to be at endgame and running that stuff. When you say um, boosting, do you mean they've been paying for the... Yeah, the, yeah, the level and story the, boost. The, the yeah. level and story boost, okay. there, which yeah. brings them up to 80. Shadowbringers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, I've mentioned how I paid for boosts and even as an experienced player who knew the story who knew the characters it felt weird so i don't know if i would do that if i was a newbie yeah and uh, i'll say even even before this wow influx i feel like uh even just the popularity of Shadowbringers when that brought a lot of people on i i felt myself noticing a a a big difference in etiquette and and communication um especially around like like when I when I like really started playing and getting into it, it was a lot more common to uh, hear tanks at the beginning, say, like ask how how big pull how how yeah. big of a pull their healers are comfortable with um, that kind of stuff just off the top, and I've noticed less of that in the past yeah, now year it's or just, two. Now it's just usually when I tank a dungeon, it's like let's go and then yeah. usually it, i've actually run into a lot of healers who are like no nah, you can pull more let's, yeah yeah like, yeah like like, I, like i'll yeah. do like like one pack or like a single pack totally burn those down and then i'll have the healer like a healer in the chat just like no yeah. let's go pull yeah more. totally <laughs> i love how the game itself has a whole storyline about uh, a party that's a complete disaster because <laughs> Yeah. The, the the tank pulls and doesn't communicate. The healer can't keep up, and yeah. two DPSs are just shit talkers. That's and a look very what, very sad and look, quest. 
Look what happened to Edda Pureheart. So just oh, everybody, Pureheart. everybody chill out. If there's anything I would like to see come back after this huge influx of players is just a little bit more communication and a bit more of a return to that, like acknowledging, hey, we're a group of randoms, but let's let's get through this. And, and I, I, w- I would like to see a little bit more of that. Just checking in before people charge ahead. Yeah, um, that's fair. I, that is I think fair. That that sort of etiquette went a long way to foster FF14's reputation of being a, a pretty good, healthy player base. I found that when I was new to tanking, well, I'm still new to tanking, I still suck at it, but people are generally, when I say out loud, hey, hey I'm new at this, people are generally very understanding. And totally. They will give me commendations unless there's a sprout. And usually the sprout gets a commendation first, which I think is a nice thing yeah. the community does. Yeah. Yeah, or, or or you know, sometimes you'll say that and then they'll leave immediately, which is also good for me. <laughs> yeah, because I'm that's just good. like sure. like like uh <laughs> like as a healer, when I do white mage, I'll be like, Yeah, I'm not like this is what I do normally. And then yeah. like someone will just DPS will just be like Hur. <laughs> <laughs> After yeah. probably queuing up for half an hour, you're just gonna be fussy about it, huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'd be like that. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't understand that kind of behavior, like unless you're playing with the super savage raids or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand it because some people are just trying to get through, uh, like their their rouletters, so they're trying to get through the roulettes as quickly as possible, yeah. in as minimum time, and that's why, like, sometimes I'll see, like, you know, cast them come up and just be like, no. No, sure, sure. Like I'm not doing this. They they just want to to pop in and see like a trial. Like okay, we can finish that in like five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, and and I I, I think people will need to, I, while players will need to sort of adjust to even sort of how the raids work because like, WoW has uh staggered tiers. So basically, the current raid tier you can't group find for it yeah. you have to go into the current raid tier like with a group right and then the previous raid tier uh becomes available to essentially pug right. whereas for us once they release a new raid tier you can automatically jump into the the, the party finder and jump into that raid and yeah. in fact sometimes like i I remember farming Eden the first time doing the Rama fight like over and over and over yeah. and over. Like I spent one night just doing Rama again and again. And I had that <laughs> I had that shit memorized by yeah. the end of that day. But why? Because I needed the that I mount. needed the the, the oh. token and the mount. Like, <laughs> okay. I, I have the mount though. I got it like in two seconds. I went to uh I think I did like hard or something and soloed it, and I was no. like, "Oh, cool! I got uh, a horse." Oh, we're talking about. Uh, and it's a little spoilery, actually. No, it's a it's a different it's a different. Uh, I think I know. Okay, I'm sorry. I think I know the one you're talking about. It's the one that looks like a crazy ass zebra with a horn growing out of his head, isn't it? No, that's Ixian. That's, that's pretty cool. Ixian. That's the original one. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. There's, okay, uh, so you're talking about a mount that's a lot harder to get. Yeah, there's the 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 Eden mounts are. are are, uh, are, are pretty, at all. pretty special oh, yeah okay. I, I think i needed that and i think i needed like a helm token and mm. uh, i think rama from that that 
like, you know, you can get it from a couple of fights. I think Rama was the easiest one for me to just. Right. Yeah. Because Leviathan. I hate Leviathan. I think Leviathan might have been the next year. Either way, Leviathan was the one where like half the time I'd fall off the thing if I wasn't paying too much attention. (laughs) Whereas I can do some of the fights uh, depending on the the tier without thinking about it. Um, Like the last one in Eden's verse, I have to think about because the portals and you have to pay attention, whatever, like Rama or Titan, I can just be like, whatever, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you get that cool mount, I haven't farmed for mounts in a long time. I have a bunch of mounts I don't use, so I guess I just don't bother. I have my wyvern. I'm good. So I I think the the player base will find that it's easier to get into 14s in game, and it's actually easier to get into 14s in game without actually having a group of people. Sure, Um, right. Whereas uh, WoW tends to have Mythic Plus, which requires uh, a, a set group, and yeah. uh, and the whatever the current raid tier requires set group. How how would you say that compares to 14's Raid Finder? Because that's that's sort of our equivalent, right? Like whatever the recent Savage is, and the Ultimates sort of go into the Raid Finder, which is yes. You know, essentially just a party that, finder, that's, but that's for... that's basically what they've done. Is yeah. is so the WoW has the normal raid, and then below the normal raid is the pug version, which is slightly easier. It's a oh. bit. Um, so then they can go like static groups jump into normal, or they can uh, jump up to the the, the next level which mm-hmm. is the harder. Whereas 14, it takes us a while. Like once we get say Eden's verse fulmination, we won't get savage for another like thing. Mm-hmm. Like it takes a while for us to get the hard mode. Sure. Sometimes. Whereas for them, it sometimes, right. Yeah. Uh, for them, it takes a while to get the easier mode. Oh, okay. It takes, the, it takes the next patch cycle to get to the easier. Gotcha. One. Which is sort of like our equivalent of how the recent, whatever the recent savage is, uh, the next patch cycle, you'll be able to get the echo. You'll be able to do like, right. you'll have access to higher item level, that sort of thing. That's kind of the equivalent is what you're saying. Right. Whereas they, they start they're They're more aimed towards the hard because what they're basically doing every time that they introduce a raid tier is they're, doing the race for world first yeah yeah of course so the the main guilds are there like breaking down each fight and trying to be the first one or as fast as possible and in fact there is an achievement and usually a title that comes with beating (laughs) that newest raid tier within that wow whereas after that patch you can't get that title right. anymore. Right. So it, it's it's a little bit cool. aimed more more towards the hardcore, where as as a standard, as a baseline, whereas fourteen is like, okay, like everyone can just do the raid. Yeah. Anyone can do the raid, but if you want to do savage, if you want to do extreme, like you need to be ready to go. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear like the similarities and differences between the two RPGs, uh, especially. From what I hear, um, I don't know how true this is, but rumor has it, 
that the lower, the, the people in the trenches at Blizzard are telling the higher ups, hey, look at what Final Fantasy XIV is doing. This is how they're getting so many players. This is how they're fostering so much goodwill. Why aren't we doing more of that? And Blizzard's higher ups are like, well, we're untouchable because we're Blizzard. We're wow. Uh, we don't need any suggestions. And it really echoes 1.0's history. It's kind of freaky. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, uh, like I said, some of that is is sort of subtractive design from expansion to expansion. Uh, whereas for the most part, 14 is generally additive. That may change like eventually because uh, for WoW, the subtractive thing wasn't really like for WoW, Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King, that wasn't necessarily the case uh, where you were sort of losing large mechanics each time. Oh, so they introduced it later then? Yeah, some of the later expansions, because you, when you're throwing out the expansion, you're like, well, I need to add something new. And Yoshi, 14 is getting there to the point where Yoshi P is like, look, it's, it's, it's hard to add a new race. It's hard to add a new class. Like, we'll do it, but just know, like, every time we do this, it's... The, prohibitively difficult to balance yeah. right for us yeah so while ran into that problem i think around the same time and and then their answer was each expansion just add a whole new thing yeah with with the way 14 is a very vertically designed game and endwalker being sort of the wrap up of this main story right do you see 7.0 and on taking a bit more of a horizontal approach like do do you because because each each expansion for 14 means that you have to have cleared the one before it and the one before that and and it's getting it's getting harder and harder and harder to recommend it to a new player. Yeah. Yeah. So do do you see it kind of being a little bit of a reset where MSQ takes a back seat to some more horizontally designed gameplay elements and and broadening out a little bit? Perhaps, but again, that'll end up with the the WoW problem, and that's why WoW does it, because it's actually far easier to jump into WoW uh, every expansion actually comes with a token to boost a character for free to the current level. Right, right. Um, it's much easier to say, okay, I'm starting World of Warcraft today with Shadowlands, and you'll get a boost, and you'll be dropped in, and yeah. you can just play Shadowlands and get yeah. that entire experience from beginning to end, and then get to end game. Right. Then it would be. I say it's it's a lot easier to do that than it is in fourteen. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I, I can I can picture a world where seven point is, you know, the the meat of the content is accessible from the beginning of a Realm Reborn. You know, like if if Same. seven point because the Heidelin stuff is supposedly going to wrap up, I can picture it being just like. Oh, you get a ticket to the new world and you can go there whenever you want because it's not contingent on the where the empire is at in their conquest. It's not contingent on what the scions right. are up to. It could be 
a like, okay, here's a different thing to go do. Yeah, yeah. and then the, yeah. when they added level scaling as well, uh, WoW yeah. did the, essentially, um, now when you start from level one, you can level up in any expansion. Right. Right. So you can say, I want to level two, two Shadowlands starting in Burning Crusade, and yeah. that's doable. Like, you can yeah. just do it in a single expansion. Yeah. So, like, again, that's that's part of the, the, the WoW is full of deprecated mechanics mm-hmm. and content that is just there, mm-hmm. and you only go through it if you cared about that particular content. Yeah. Whereas 14, you honestly, and, and I wrote about this at US Gamer, like you honestly have to start at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. To yeah. really get to the meat of like it's like watching whenever I recommend like Star Trek shows to somebody, like, yeah, the, those first two seasons aren't great, but you need that that first two seasons of foundation to really yeah. see how these characters have changed. Sure. No, absolutely. And that's actually a really good point, Victor. I never even thought of that, but that'll make a lot of sense because they are talking about how after Endwalker, like you're saying quote unquote goodbye to the scions. And I'm hoping that doesn't mean they don't they die or something. I don't think sure. it will. I think yeah. it just means you are you are going to like a totally new continent, like um like you said, the new world. They mentioned the Blue Mage quest. What's the name of that place the Allegans totally destroyed? The um We're talking Maricidia? Maricidia, like I love yeah. Maricidia. Or, Look, or something like that. We've got Airslint up north. Uh, yeah. which is relatively close to old Charlian. We have the New World. We have Maricidia. We have the Southern Islands that the Lalafell come from. Uh, we have more of space. Um, we do. We'll, 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 we, can, we can talk about this more in our, in our Endwalker predictions yeah, uh, yeah, which uh, episode. Be, um, but yeah, there's a lot of space. Story-wise, they can time skip. Like, Shadowbringers literally... Like the characters went into the other world, and then mm. when we meet them again, like they're essentially—I mean, they are the same characters, but some of them aren't really. Mm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Uriange turned into a Yu-Gi-Oh twink. Right. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so like, like, like some of the signs, like really. Uh, you know, Alice and Alphano are, I'd honestly say, pretty much the same. But like Thandrid is a almost completely different yeah. character. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's had a very satisfying character arc, and I would be fine with him retiring and just having a nice life. <laughs> You'd have a, well, he should. Uh, he, he and Uriange are already gay dads. They may as well just keep on with that life. Yeah. So I think I, they're I very could, cute. I, I could see a, a post in Walker like time skip like here's two or three years yeah and then we do this Shadowbringers thing again where like okay here's these characters we'll meet some new characters we're putting together a, a yeah. new sign and for people who have been with the entire story that stuff is super meaningful just like it was in yeah. Shadowbringers like yeah. okay Thancred you've become a dad and yeah. you know a gunbreaker and that's really cool <laughs> but for people who are new they're just like oh cool yeah. gunbreaker dude that's <laughs> th- i mean 
why why else keep around the scions b team for so long we need anor to be the new <laughs> the new ishtola oh <laughs> like can you imagine we... anor the new ishtola she'd be like <laughs> outscrewing everything from like mercidia to to I, old charlian I, I should say she should be the new thancred then um <laughs> not drunk enough but yeah, yeah we had hori, hori boulder and coltane and anor and and you know, I love them. I love that crowd. We need to follow them around, and they yeah. want Graha Tia to tag along. And, so. and look, yeah. and look. I know. I, I asked him about Reaper, and my man, <laughs> he's there on the box art with all the other signs, and he's like, "Well, that doesn't this bullshit." I know that dude. That dude is making his Vegeta heel turn. By really, you think so? I he absolutely is. Uh, he absolutely I would be shocked. I would I would be shocked if he did that and didn't still die. Um, <laughs> didn't still die because that dude, he's gotta go. I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm sick of his dumb face. Wait, whose dumb face is this? Zenos. Zenos Z- is on the on the on the cover because he's usually the warrior of light or one of the other characters gets the the new class. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and Xenos is the one that's getting the new class, and he's on the cover with the rest of them. This is so this like, is for our Endwalker predictions. How did we get here? We can't do this now. You're opening up a whole can of worms, and I need to talk about it so bad, and we can't. Victor is correct. I actually meant for this episode to be the Endwalker predictions episode, uh, but then yes, we'll we'll save this for next time. But yes. New players. We're already at an hour. We can't start getting into Endwalker predictions now or I'll go crazy. No, but I, I promise. I, I already told everyone on Blood God, like, hey, everyone, we're doing Endwalker predictions. And I realized, oh, actually, I changed my mind. So sorry, everyone. If you listen to this expecting Endwalker, it is coming. I promise you. But we decided, well, I decided <clears throat> to go with the World of Warcraft, like, influx. Uh, just kind of a nice, gentle topic. But next week, we'll certainly be... Certainly be Endwalker. I'm sorry. I I dragged us into this realm talking about the no, vertical no, versus right. horizontal game design. I yes, shouldn't have. It was it was it was it was his fault. It was my fault. Not my fault. <laughs> um, but yes, Mike is uh, sinless. Big big <laughs> influx of new players. Will they stay? I, I think uh, you know probably half of them will bounce eventually. Yeah. But uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And no. And I yeah. don't necessarily think it's going to be an influx overall to the negative because uh, MMOs are based on community and you need a sizable community to make that stuff happen. Yeah. And I, I think yeah. 14 has such a good foundation of a respectful community that I, I'm hoping people will just find they either have to adapt to that or or get vote kicked because like <laughs> I, I I think I think we do really have a, a good player base that has has an expectation of a certain amount of etiquette and I and I hope that uh, as opposed to new players bringing 14 down I hope that it's a rise to the occasion and and introduce new players to how we keep the game a positive place to be no, absolutely. And I think as a sign of hope, um, I would say looking at the Monster Hunter community, which has always been very friendly. And of course, they had a huge influx of people after World and after Rise. 
and stories too, which is fantastic. Um, they're still largely a friendly, helpful community. You're going to have jerks. You're, you're always going to have jerks and you're always going to have certain etiquette that changes over time and you can't really help that. But yeah. I think that overall, the newcomers will be a net positive. And uh, if somebody gets out of line, you just got to shake them by the scruff and say, no, 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 don't do that. It's so not how I, we do things here. Yeah. Also, they don't they don't really have any leverage because usually they're lower level. And, that's true. Uh, that's, that's <laughs> or, or, or don't know their rotation, and then you get to then you get to tell someone how to play their own class, and that's the best <laughs> best feeling in the world. <laughs> it turns out I was the toxic player the whole time. <laughs> it was me, Austin. It was me all along. <laughs> but that will basically it's been an hour, and it's been a really fun hour. So we are going to wrap this up, and we will certainly talk about Endwalker next week. And I really hope you not next week. Sorry, next month. Next and, month. Yeah, uh, and that's getting closer to the release date. Don't tease me like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I do hope you gentlemen will join me for that particular discussion because you are excellent co-hosts and we have fun on this channel. We have fun Absolutely. on this podcast, I think. We do. Uh, it's a highlight of my month. Ah, so the what we're getting out of today's lesson is uh, be good. Uh, please join us, but but be good. Be good players yeah. and we'll be good to you. And uh, yeah. welcome. And uh, no, we don't pay your sub, but try to be nice anyway yeah all right so this will be the wrap-up of episode two of charlene dropouts i really really hope you enjoyed listening to us because we enjoy talking about things and if you uh, want to support the podcast either us or blood god or whoever you can go ahead to patreon.com forward slash blood god pod and become a patron uh, we would really really like that we have a five dollar level and at the five dollar level you can get this podcast a week early and ad free and you can also get a regular podcast a week early and ad-free for that $5 mark. For $10, you can get uh, our, a lot of our specials, including uh, Summer of the Rings, which is Kat and I talking about Lord of the Rings and all its influences on video games. And we also have the Pantheon of the Blood God, which is when we uh, go over a game and decide whether or not it deserves to be recognized in the RPG Pantheon. Our latest inductee to the Pantheon was uh, Fantasy Star. We had Shane Bettenhausen come on and talk to us about that game, and we had a really nice. great time. So, uh Please, please join us. Please listen. So that will be all for myself, for Mike, for Victor. And until next time, may your duty finder wait times be short. <laughs> <laughs>